Today we, well this is Cheryl's original content, we're sort of hitting that millennial thing again aren't we? Kind of, yeah. Because of our differences mm-hmm. or similarities. So we're doing the five things that Gen X don't understand or don't get. And possibly haven't experienced. But I just want to bring in there is that obviously some of these things are based on technology and so the people who are within the later stage of being a millennial probably may well have experienced some of this, but the ones who are a lot younger won't have experienced it. Okay, so it will be interesting to see actually whether or not you, as a 25-year-old, have experienced these things. So, um, so we'll see how we go. I don't think millennials will ever experience or understanding the demand meeting from your bank manager it just doesn't happen anymore okay i don't even know what you just said <laughs> exactly. you're what with your exactly <laughs> exactly when i was younger if you got yourself in a situation where you were spending more money than you actually had your bank manager would call you in for a meeting and ask really? to speak to you but now we- i have to say this once again is something that has never happened to me this is something that happened to my husband and he is five years older than me i have always been exceptionally good at budgeting there's a suggestion there that my husband is not good at budgeting <laughs> yeah. but yeah he was called in by his local bank manager and he had to sit there like he was and um, he was probably in his 20s at this point sit there and listen to a lecture about how he was spending too much of his money he wasn't saving any money and he should be more responsible that is something that you i don't even think you have bank managers anymore um no i think you have advisors but i don't think you have yeah and even yeah. then it's probably difficult to get to see one of them so I mean, I, I love banking nowadays. I love the fact that I can just look every single day what's happening with my bank on my phone. I can move money around nice and quickly. So once again, I think that's a good move away from that kind of draconian way of enforcing something upon people. And once again, that, that's probably how society has changed, isn't it? Is that we're a bit more, I suppose, lax with how we use our money. Do you think it's that or do you think banks have just got a lot more sneakier? And just thinking, why advise them that they're spending too much when actually we can... Charge them. Well, we, one, we can charge them. And two, we can reward them 
if they don't spend nicely because it wasn't there like a massive um issue i think it was rbs um who were actually giving credit to people who couldn't afford it because what was happening is they were taking all the uh, data that they had which was if people were just paying minimum payment meaning the interest was larger over a certain amount of time they were actually offering these people a higher limits or credit card because they knew they were only making minimum payments which meant they were paying higher interest so i maybe banks are just getting a little bit more well i would say i would say that that might well have slightly changed around again now because that's one of the reasons why we went into that huge recession um what is it 10 odd years ago because people were being lent money when they couldn't afford to pay it back certainly I think in America it was a huge mortgage thing, wasn't it? People were given money to buy property and they couldn't actually afford to pay it back. And that's big things that started it off. And obviously TSB is one of the the banks that suffered, which was part of Lloyd's. Yeah. And Lloyd's are one of the banks that had to be heavily subsidised by the government. I think banks as well is that they didn't want to pay bank managers and assistant bank managers and, and clerks. I mean, there's hardly any banks around anymore, is there? No, they were Even closing the... them down quite a while back, weren't they, as well? So there we go. I think Isha only now has, like, Barclays. I think there's still a Barclays there and there's a Santander. Uh, no, Santander's gone. Has that gone as yeah. well? On top of that, of course, you've got on your phone. I love it. But then also you've got apps that help you manage your money. So you can put down budgets on these apps and you can tell them how much your income is and all that sort of stuff. And then they would and then they will tell you where to spend your money or how much you have. I want to start laughing because that is something I definitely don't understand. Is that why you need an app to help you manage your money? Well, I can not... feel myself getting annoyed with that one. Yeah, 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 but you're saying that. But then why do you need a manager to tell you how to manage your money? Yeah, but that it's was the back same in thing. the. It's just a different. Yeah, that was back in the eighties. But now, why can't you just look at your bank account? Because people need that systematic thing, that visual prompt to get them to do something. I've got it there visually, and I know I can achieve something. It's the psychology of it, I think. So I think people do need apps to tell them, right? This is what you spend here. This is what you do here. That's why that Monzo card. So it's a it's a bank called Monzo. Have you heard of it? No. So it's a bank, it's an online-only bank, so it doesn't have any branches. And it allows you to, it tells you what you've spent your money on. But also, no, 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 but also, not just that, Cheryl's giving me a face. <laughs> it's that face you make when you've eaten a sour lemon and you need to shit yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've just eaten a sour lemon and I just shit myself. <laughs> like, you do need to, or that thing, you know, where you, like, burp throw up and shit at the same time can i just say actually that is my what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> how old are you what what do you what do you need it's like a nanny state what do you need that for can you not just look at your bank account to see what you're spending yeah, yeah. your money on but this is what why I'm do saying. you need a color-coded visual to tell you you've spent this amount in the shops this amount on taxis this amount on food just look at your fucking bank account yes but again you've <laughs> laid it out when you've got a whole list of things you don't want a list you want to put it into compartmentalize everything and put it into where you know it's going to be easy to see easy to understand easy to follow so at the end of it you get a nice clear view it not only tells you what you've been spending your money on but it then tells you your habits so it will say, you know, you're spending too much on social stuff or you're spending too much on services or you're spending too much on takeaways, whatever. Well, then... And in that way, you can think, well, hold on. So 
this app is telling me I'm spending too much in this area. I don't have a lot of money, so maybe I should just take some money from the this bit. So I don't have to cut it out completely. I just know that I'm spending too much. So I'll cut it out there and then I'll move it into my savings or whatever. Well, maybe... And also it gives you the best rate anywhere you go. So maybe that, that just comes again from the way in which I was brought up with budgeting is that I would literally... I would know how much I was spending and had have all that on a piece of paper back in the day before spreadsheets um and so I would I know a good spreadsheet. Yeah, so I would know what I was spending what had come out and how much I had left and everything but there is this this um uh kind of unwritten rule about it's called the 50 30 20 and I can never remember the 30 20 bit but 50% of the money that you have coming in should be spent on absolute necessities and your phone is not classed as an absolute necessity i'll just put oh, that surely one in there. it has to now no no it's it's still not within that 50 percent. so your 50 percent would be things like um car insurance petrol possibly i'm not actually even sure if petrol would come into that 50 percent. mortgages loans those kind of things that you have, would... have to pay why would car insurance car- might not even come in I was going to say, why would yeah. car insurance come under? Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course, it should do just as well as a phone should do yeah. because car insurance is necessary if you need to go out and work and drive. But at the same time, a phone should be necessary because... Emergency- okay, let's cut that little bit out and I'll start again then. <laughs> no, you won't. You know my editing. <laughs> I don't cut nothing out. <laughs> but yeah, and so so the fifty percent is on absolute necessities. Uh-huh. So I guess Kira, it's down to you to actually go. Okay, my phone is really a necessity, and then your thirty percent, I think, is then on niceties, things that you kind of <gasps> is that feel. A word? What nicety? The nicety. Yeah. So niceties that make your life that are essential to make your life a better life, like your phone, and then the other twenty percent is literally flash money frivolities <laughs> i think i think within your 50 percent comes your savings as well like your pension was it flash money flash money flash money is just like your pin money it's yeah i bet you don't even know what that means <laughs> <laughs> oh, that um, is the money that you can just spend on whatever you want for the fact that you want to spend it that's ah. that's the money on going out drinking that's nice. the money on yeah getting the taxi that you could actually walk home <laughs> yeah that's your flash money Cheryl's saying that because I went to go see uh, Pete Tong with my mum at Sandown Racecourse and um, we had a bit to drink and we went to the pub afterwards and we had to get we wanted to go back home but I didn't want to walk and I live how far? Less than a mile and I got an Uber now Uber very sneaky because that night they that surcharge was three times so instead of it being like five quid it was like 20 quid and how long did it actually take you to get home in your uber two minutes oh right okay so there was no traffic jams or anything (laughs) no not the way we were going (laughs) because i know when i went to see george ezra there last year mandy insisted on now i live about a mile away so it's about a 20 minute walk to Sandown and Mandy lives on the other side quite a few miles away so she had to drive and we were going together so she came to pick me up and she wanted to drive and park at Sandown because then she thought it would be quicker it took us I think nearly three hours to get out of the car park so oh, it would have been gosh. quicker for her to have parked at my house and then yeah, just yeah. walked and yeah. I didn't want to leave I was you know she said to me oh why don't you walk home and that sort of thing I was like no yeah. no no now I'm here it's fine we can sit 
and chat in the car for three hours. The thing I have about going to see your bank manager and that you guys will never experience that, in a way, quite interestingly, turned around to something that I will never understand in budgeting your having to have phone apps to tell you how you're spending your money. For some reason, the older generation, specifically Gen X, are so hell-bent on cybersecurity. Now, this is quite relevant, because I was watching The Greatest Hack. I think it's called The, the, the Great Hack on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. No. It's a documentary um, about this guy. He's in America. He's documenting the whole, what happened with Cambridge Analytica and how they were so influ- or so involved in the Trump, election the obama election as well i think it was and Brexit. the yeah so the, the leave.eu and because they're basically data miners so they just get loads of data there was this guy in it and i'm gonna sort of ad lib most of it because i don't really know details or i can't remember but there was a guy who worked for cambridge analytica who came up with this quiz that he had put on facebook and loads of people were taking this quiz it was like a personality quiz i think and facebook gathered all of that information but they weren't just gathering the information on the person that was using it but they were also able to gather the information of all of the friends list of that person using it that list i think was then given to cambridge analytica or they had got it in some way and they targeted those campaigns towards these people and so a lot of people are saying or what came out of it was that they harvested data unlawfully and also they influenced elections unfairly so i kind of get cybersecurity, and i understand the importance of personal data and making sure it doesn't get into the wrong hands that's fine but i don't like if i want to use a cloud service it's not the end of the world <laughs> you know I, I get if some of my passwords are different but is I it don't know. but a, a lot of a lot of th- that generation old generation are so skeptical of what happens online you know for me i guess it's, i have the mindset of and i know it can be quite naive and quite stupid but it's like i've got nothing to hide i mean if you want to harvest my data go for it but i I, you know i've got nothing to hide i don't really care it's like the whole face app thing with the russians or i think they're doing an investigation because it took or it had on its terms and conditions that it was taking your photos and it could use them in any which way they wanted to maybe i'm just ignorant stupid whatever but whereas i think Everything on the cloud makes my life easier. If I want to access my photo on the other side of the world that I've taken on my computer, I can. It is really cool. You know what? I don't actually really... I'm sure I do use the cloud in some things that I do, but I don't actually understand it, and I can't be bothered to understand it, so don't try to explain it to me right now. It's quite simple. <laughs> I'm sure it is absolutely simple. There's but a I, massive no, cloud no, up fucking there. Don't tell, I, don't, I don't want to know. I don't care. If I use it for some things, I probably do use it for some things. I do kind of appreciate what you're saying, but I don't really use social media and I hate those quizzes, as we well know already on Facebook. But with Facebook, I never used to partake in those in any case, because when you actually clicked on to do one of them, it did come up with a little message that said, if you continue, this will take your friend's data as well. There used to be a message that came up telling you that. And I could never understand in anyone's right mind why they thought that it was acceptable to give away my information. So I would always say no, because I never wanted to do it. I thought, why should I take, you know, unless I'm going to email all of my friends and say, all right, I want to do this quiz. Are you guys all all right with that? (laughs) 
no. all of my five Cause, friends. Because to me, to me, in a way, that is the same as someone coming to my postbox and opening my mail. Ooh. Whilst I don't care, I'm I'm not particularly worried about the security. I, you know, going back to banking apps, you know, my dad won't use a banking app because he's worried about the security of it. And he also says he likes going down to his local bank, even though it's open at like one afternoon a week now. It's like he makes a special trip to go and say hello to the teller. And um, do you even know what a teller is? The yes, cash, the I, cashier. I do. I do. Yes, because an ATM is an automatic teller machine. There you go. <laughs> um, so security in that respect, as far as my banking, I, I kind of trust them to get it right. You have to have a certain level of trust, don't you, to believe that the company that you're giving your information to is keeping it safe. So I understand why people probably went a bit mental over the whole Cambridge analytic things, because they were taking people's information that they hadn't said, yes, you can have it. It was other people who were saying, yes, you can have my friend's information without even thinking about that. I just think that's frankly damn right rude. Okay. Yeah. I've said it and I'm pissed off with all of you. Don't take my data. <laughs> Don't take my data without my protection. I'm not saying all millennials aren't that cyber security conscious, but um I definitely think older older folk are a little bit more over um, the top. Over the top about it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was I was actually going to I was going to mention telephones and smartphones and things like that because um, the idea of having to queue for half an hour to use the telephone to phone your parents when you were at university or um, something like that because you didn't have phones in your own rooms, that's something that kids today will never experience having to... And having to... If you were out and about having to, and you had to phone home for some reason is to find a... Um, a telephone and then sometimes the telephone cords had been cut depending on what part of the world you were in um, just to interrupt were you the era obviously I don't want to be insulting were you the era where when you phoned you went through to an operator god <laughs> I don't even think my mum was No. That's like, oh, that's like First World War or something. Oh, is it? That's ridiculous. I don't, I don't actually know when that stopped, but I was born in '71. We were quite so, was technologically that not around advanced. In the 80s, then? No. I, uh, okay, no, I'm pretty you certain. You could go. You could phone an operator to ask them a question. I didn't come from an era where you would phone through to an operator and say to them, "I would like to speak to Mr. Smith, who lives at 35 Oak Bank Avenue." <laughs> Or whatever, or go th- or go Isha five four three, please, and then they would take a little plug out of somewhere and put the plug in. Yeah. No, you just okay. dialed the number. It would be a big dial, big handset, and you'd have a round dial that you would round. You'd go round, and then the dial would go back, and then you'd put your finger in the next one, and it would go round. Then it would go back, and then you put the thing, and it made this lovely sound, and okay. it would click. It would make a clicking sound as it was. Um, dialing in so were you part were you that generation that picked up the phone and read your number out 
I did when I was younger because my parents did it. What was the point in that? Is it because right, you never I think, really knew? I think the point of it is because you never knew who was phoning you. And so it, it also you used to have this. When I first started work, they used to say, when you pick up a phone, always say good morning first before or good afternoon before you say anything. Because it would take a while, a couple of seconds, for the phone to actually properly um, connect. So you would miss the first couple of words that someone would say. So if someone said good morning to you or went good morning WH Smiths, you would catch the WH Smiths bit so you knew that you were phoning WH Smiths. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And the other thing about telephones as well is that I think younger people don't have to experience and do, which is something that my daughter brought up to me earlier when she was looking through my list is remembering telephone numbers i used to know everyone's telephone numbers all of my friends my parents my grandparents everyone and now literally i only remember the numbers of the people who are still living in the same house that i had to remember their numbers for i don't know what my dad's telephone number is i I know what my mum's is but i don't know what my brother's is either I don't know what my kids' are, numbers are. And, and it did actually one thing that did make me kind of slightly worried about this is that after the Manchester Arena attack is that in the news there was lots of things about how children who were in or young people who were in there whose parents were waiting outside them because none of the kids knew their parents' telephone numbers. They couldn't phone them. And if their phones had broken or they'd lost their phones, yeah. they couldn't phone anyone to say, I'm fine. And it really kind of resonated with me, with my kids. And so I know my son now knows my number, but whenever we go anywhere, I get a Sharpie and I write my my number on their arms, (laughs) (laughs) which is really like, really just, just hyper kind of, I can't think of the word right now, but yeah, yeah, just over excessive, but it does worry me. No, I I get that. Like sometimes I think because I don't know my mum's number off by heart. I don't know my sister's, um, anyone's really. Yeah. I know mine, but that's useless. Yeah, um, I know mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my kids. I say that, and it's not there. I did used to have a little piece of paper with their mobile telephone numbers up there, <laughs> so that if I would phone up, um, regarding their bank account or their f- um phones, yeah, I because those things are in my name, with them underneath me. So I'm basically the account holder, then um, then I would be able to just read that number off. But but yeah, but cool. yes, I did used to pick up the telephone and go nine seven nine oh one oh six. See, that is my childhood, yeah. and and also when I was younger, it was oh one nine seven nine. 0106 and then it changed to 081-979-0106 and then it became 0181-979-0106 and someone in Molesey probably has that number please do not phone it (laughs) okay so we've established that you're not from the operator generation (laughs) I'm not that old (laughs) but you do you did use the repeat thing I find it crazy how millennials were part of the dial-up like they we just about got in there I mean, I yeah. think it was a couple of years and then it kind of So I, I did actually write down a couple of, I did a little bit of research. So it wasn't until the 1990s that mobiles were actually properly started to be introduced. And they were, that's like the handheld mobile. The Nokia's, and they the were, Samsung's. I think yeah. it was Motorola had the Motorola. first one. And it was a big, obviously like a brick 
a big one. And the iPhone wasn't introduced till 2007. So that was really the introduction of the smartphone yeah. was when iPhone, that's, that's really, they can be credited for the expansion of the smartphone, really. What is it with older folk who don't like millennials spending money on food? Oh, it really irritates me. If I get a takeaway, my mum has a go at me because I've spent 20 quid on a takeaway. Or if I'm at work getting lunch and you'll vouch for this, why have you spent £3 on a sandwich? I don't know what it is, but takeaways specifically, they hate it. A lot of millennials, and they'll take this, especially ones that live with their parents, it's so funny because it's like Mission Impossible when you order a pizza because there's a certain level of guilt that your parents will instill in you when you're ordering food. And I don't know whether that's because it's A, they might think it's unhealthy, my child is eating unhealthily. B, oh well, I've just gone and made so much effort with my dinner and they've gone and got a takeaway. Or C, whether it's because it's they are expensive and they think that takeaways are a waste of money so when you're ordering takeaways you have to do it on the down low this is what you do i'm gonna lay this out <laughs> so you're up in your room possibly hungover and you're thinking do you know what i can't be bothered to have that risotto it's not great for me i want a nice juicy cheesy triple cheese everything freaking mars bar pizza you have to order it okay but now this is fantastic because this never used to be the case right you would order it now before it would be that you had to just keep looking out your window <laughs> to see if the driver's there now when you go on the apps they actually show you where the driver is so what you do is you order you wait you look on your app and then you see the drivers coming up to the door you quickly go downstairs and you quickly take it thank you bye run upstairs <laughs> And if you're really smart, if you're really clever, you would eat that whole takeaway, right? Go downstairs the next day, take what's um, in your recycling bin, and then put the pizza box down and then put the things on top. Your parents would never know you had a takeaway. That's what you have to do these days. (laughs) Okay. It used to be, it used to be that takeaways were like a family thing and they were a special occasion and you'd go through the leaflet drawer and you'd say, oh, is this leaflet up today? Is this the best deal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you would call and everyone have a lovely little takeaway dinner. That was a bit of a treat. Now it's so accessible, but parents hate it. I suppose the older generation just hates it. So stop wasting your money on food. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to make a quick point and I'm going to go back to your recycling bin bit. You cannot recycle pizza boxes okay You're because kidding. they're covered in grease you cannot really? recycle anything that is cardboard that is covered in grease okay um because there's but no way of separating they are recyclable as long as they're not covered in grease so um, i'm googling that no you can google it because i've already googled it you can obviously pull off the top and all the bits that are not covered in grease but you can't rec- recycle if they're covered in grease <laughs> Are you going to say, no, that's not true? No, it's so, it is true. Okay, it is true. I do apologise. You cannot recycle with grease. Okay, Keir, I I have kind of two ways of looking at this then. I love a good takeaway and we do have a takeaway in the house once a week, maybe. Yes, it is expensive, but it's something that we do as a family and we quite like them. But I say once a week at the same time, is every single Tuesday we go to the fish and chip van. So that is a takeaway. Oh, yeah, you have that. Yeah, and yeah. then on a Friday, we have a Greek kind of um, gyro halloumi fries van 
there and I've started taking the kids over there as well but I don't do that every Friday because that's a lot more expensive so that would be two takeaways a week and that's even before we then go okay let's have a pizza or let's have a Chinese so I like it for the convenience factor but if you're doing it all the time it does become expensive my second point of view on it is that if your parents find it annoying and they're like you know why are you spending all that money well there is an element of like you're living in my home you can't afford to move out yet you're spending money (gasps) on so if you stopped spending that money on takeaways and saved that money you might have a deposit for a house in a year's time Uh, or a flat but frankly if you're happy living at home with your parents fine you can't put you cannot put spending money on a takeaway and saving up on a deposit it's like that ridiculous guy like two years ago and i can't remember uh, what article it was from he was saying oh if millennials stop spending money on lunches they could afford to uh, get a deposit on a house and then someone did the calculation oh you'd have to stop <laughs> spending a lot of money on a lot of it would literally be lunches and not just a lunch but also a coffee every day and a takeaway every day and you know i don't think you guys are all doing that no there there is that but but, 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 but as well cheryl no 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 because actually cheryl has won't experience this yet because her children aren't of that age at the moment where they're when they go to university they'll be living off takeaways most of the time and then when they move back in if they move back in they'll be living on takeaways mostly all the time I reckon as soon as they get post that college age, oh, actually, maybe college age, they'll start getting that. And, and then you'll get very annoyed. And also, Keir, though, I'm, I don't know if I would do because I hate cooking. I mean, I really hate it. I hate okay. I hate having to think about what I'm going to feed my children every single day. I hate it. You need to be inspired. And so if they get to, like, 20 years old and they're spending their money on takeaways, then fine that means that i don't have to think about what i'm going to cook them and if it's their money then you know and i i don't you know what as long as they're not having loud sex and parties oh that's another tinder match (laughs) i'm on a roll today (laughs) um yeah so as long as they're not having loud sex or having parties or people round all the time i really don't mind them still living here frankly because there will come a time when I go, right, I'm moving. So, you know, I'm selling the house. So you're going to have to find yourself somewhere to live. Or you're going to have to pay me more money to be able to live with me as a lodger. And then you can do what you want. Love to live in your house. Yeah. There you go. So so I I, I do understand. If, you, if I enjoyed cooking and I did spend time cooking... You would be pissed off. I would be annoyed yeah. about the idea of someone just getting a takeaway when I've spent a lot of time mm. but as it is as i said i hate cooking my my son will and daughter they will look at the food that i've cooked and they're like do we have to eat that like please just try it did you see um that the news report on the boy who had won a million pounds on the uh, fortnight oh uh, right yeah tournament and uh, through like years and years of him playing fortnight his mum hated it like there was times when she actually broke his playstation and said you're not doing it anymore and um, when asked what is he going to do with the money, she turned around and said, he's not a materialistic kind of boy and I 
would reckon he would enjoy just getting takeaways and playing Fortnite. Yes. <laughs> and he rinses the whole like prize money. I just thought it was brilliant. I guess that would be me. Yeah. Do you want anything else? No holidays. Just especially not family holidays. <laughs> Episode six. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. So I, I do, um, I see both sides of the coin there with the takeaways. But this is universal, people my age. Anyone will tell you. they. I, do you know what? There will be a very liberal household if millennials do not yeah. sneak a takeaway in every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> so I will be really interested that if we're still doing this podcast in seven, eight years time, when if my kids do go to university, then they're coming back. Um, if they're doing it and how I feel about it and perhaps we can revisit it. Revisit, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I will then be into my into my 50s, into my middle 50s. Well, oh, maybe yeah. not quite, almost middle 50s. Yeah, so that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. This and you, Keir, will be into your 30s. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I should have moved out by then. Hopefully. We'll see. You've moved crossed. into my room. <laughs> my house. Yes, I won't move in. Again, generalising, but say reality TV. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but then as I think more about that, there are so many people of your generation who love to watch reality TV. And I think there's a certain element of reality TV that just takes you away from your life a little bit. And you could just focus on someone else's. If you want to talk about what I don't understand, you can say reality TV. But let's do it, because obviously a lot of adults don't like reality tv the reason why i'm a bit skeptical to say it is because when i was growing up my mum loved big brother we would sit all together and just watch big brother we loved it we would even put the live stream on um like in the summer it was always in the summer but we'd always leave the live stream on um i think it was e4 and just like watch it every now and then we were obsessed with bb and it was amazing and it was such a thing eviction night every friday we loved it but now it's more love island desk <laughs> it's more sort of love island x on the beach that sort of stuff which i think is a bit more prominent now i wonder as well whether or not reality tv is a amongst people of my kind of age is a female thing rather than a male thing as well because i know certainly with music ones there is this kind of like music snob thing isn't there about you know, oh, you know, these aren't proper musicians and and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, actually, you know, I have to say is that some of those those kids and people that you see on things like X Factor and Britain's Got Talent, whatever, actually can probably sing a lot better than people who were big stars back in my day. You know, anyone who's seen Madonna sing live, frankly, mm-hmm. I mean, she's an amazing performer. Beyonce vocally she could kick madonna out of the park but performance wise i mean you know beyond i've never seen beyonce live but when i've seen her on youtube and things like that she she does look amazing and you know she puts on this performance but with madonna there is a whole performance isn't there it's like yeah. pink nowadays pink the performance that goes into it's like that. a journey yeah but vocally mm, she's pointer. really good herself yeah as well so i you know i i don't like the thing I don't like about reality TV is the way in which you are judging people and and it's horribly judged as well. You know, it's 
you for don't... the for the basis of entertainment. Yeah, and yeah. and and also the it's way like constructive it's... judging or yeah, and you know. and things like Love Island, they they literally crucify these people in the way in which things are edited and stuff like that. But that also comes from a, a you know a place of me not watching things like that. I understand that it is very relevant to how young people date and how young people view themselves nowadays, and so. I can understand why it would be interesting. But frankly, I don't understand why it's interesting to people of my age. Mm. I don't really want to see incredibly buff people wandering around in bikinis and shorts all day long on a beach. I'd rather watch (laughs) a couple of fat people. I'd rather watch the 10 ton man. It would be far more. I, w- I would rather watch, you know, fat dancing or something. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be far more on my level, really. Yeah. You mentioned YouTube yeah. earlier. That's a massive thing, which obviously older generation are on YouTube. It's a great source of entertainment. But what I don't think you'll ever understand, and it fits perfectly in with reality, yeah. because there's a, n- a whole new world older generations don't understand about YouTube. There is a world going on, a universe, you know, bubbling away, um, and none of you have an any idea. Um, it's just if you have kids who are fans of these stars, and you know what, I will call YouTubers reality stars because they just show off their life yeah. essentially so many things go on and you know because tess has told you i mean there are dramas there are um lawsuits going on it's a massive universe and yeah. our children are now not going on like looking on tv or teenagers aren't going and watching their best shows yeah. they're streaming youtube videos yeah. and watching yeah. their favorite makeup artist or their favorite yeah. video reviewer or their favorite gamer or i do find the watching someone else play a game i love it quite amusing <laughs> it's great I mean, but that comes onto Gogglebox, doesn't it? Is that yeah. watching other people watch TV is That's just the thing. like Gogglebox? Know. I would imagine stemmed a lot from people watching other yeah. people react. Like there are people make their money on YouTube just yeah. from reacting to. And what's brilliant about it is there are like industries. So YouTube is now compartmentalized into industries. Yeah. So you've got um, the cosmetic makeup. You've got the gamers. ASMR. That's review- the that's the touchy feely kind of sound <laughs> yeah, thing, isn't the, it? Yeah. Hello, you are listening to ASMR. <laughs> the touch it's just it's literally touchy feely soundy things, got, isn't it? They're supposed to relax you and make you yeah. feel all kind of like unami. Yeah. Are people eating? What, people. Why is that? What is unami? <laughs> are people eating? Like you know. Yeah. They have that industry, and then they have vocal coaches now are taking over. A lot of people listening to vocal coaches, listening to people singing, and then reviewing. The whole the whole way in which you watch television as well is yeah. very different. Obviously, when I was younger as well, is that we didn't have... We had three channels to begin with, and if you wanted to watch something, you had to sit down and watch it. When I was you know very small we didn't even have video recorders. How could you so tell when what time things were on? You used to have the Radio Times which was a magazine that you would buy every single week. And you can still get the Radio Times. (laughs) And my dad still gets the Radio Times delivered. Oh, and you can check the schedule. And it it gives a listing. It's it's the schedules of every... And obviously in those days, it was just BBC One, BBC Two and ITV. And then Channel 4 came along and then Channel 5. But now it includes all the kind of Sky listings as well. So it's, it's a big, thick, you know... 
two or three pound magazine each week or the television listening and my dad loves it he'll sit there probably for about half an hour looking through and highlighting all the things he wants to watch cool otherwise so, if you didn't have that it was just potluck whatever was on yeah if you just but you knew when your television program was on so yeah, yeah. you would know on a on a on a saturday morning children's swap shop started at say 10 o'clock and so you would be sitting down ready to watch it at 10 o'clock six o'clock at night the generation game might be on on a saturday night and you would sit down and watch that i mean i can remember you know not being allowed to watch television programs because we were having dinner so when video recording came in it came in it was wonderful i could record it and then watch it a bit later but yeah reality tv is like everywhere online on tv something that you guys will probably not understand is how the younger generation millennials immerse themselves completely in these people's lives it's not just watching them for an hour every friday tuesday whatever it's an immersive you know they are part of their lives every single day and it's sad maybe i always say to my friend we have this thing where we do um what would what are we gonna say when we're like in our 50s 60s to people who are obviously like tess and ethan's age we're gonna say to them well you know when we were younger blah 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 and i reckon when we were younger we had television you know we'll be one of them because i think in the future everything's just gonna be streamed online but i think television shows or television programs are just gonna you won't have things like the bbc or the itv anymore no So there we go. I think we've come to the the end of our list. I hope we um, have. everyone found that enjoyable and of interest. And if you've got any other things that you think that young people would not understand, millennials or or Generation Z would not understand, let us know. If you've got any things that you think people of my generation and older and the baby boomers will not understand um, or experience, then you know, let us know and. Um, yeah. You know. And elaborate on anything that we've said. Yeah. You know, agree with us, don't agree with us. Send us your points and then, you know, we can revisit this another time. So Fantastic. once again, thank you so much for listening. You can catch us on um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And obviously, wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts, we will be there, hopefully. We are on everything. everything. Apart from YouTube. Everything, yeah. Everything, baby. We're going to say goodbye together, Keir. Yeah. One, <laughs> a two, a three. Bye-bye. Bye.